You're listening to Not Another Wellness Podcast with Natalie Dellinger, a place where passion speaks for itself and inspired people share their stories. Thanks for listening. And yeah, it's a wellness podcast. This is Literally so fun. So, isn't this like so... It's so fun. I love it. Hey, welcome back to episode number 10 of Not Another Wellness Podcast. This is Natalie Dellinger. And I'm so grateful that you're listening right now because I have a really good episode for you. It's a little bit different. It's less of an interview and more of a chat, a wellness chat with me and Samantha Hayes. Uh, We connected recently and found out we have so much in common. And Sam has an incredible story to share. She's gone from diagnosis of MS over a year ago to totally transforming her lifestyle to help with inflammation, essentially, uh, in the body, which has come up in pretty much every episode. Inflammation in the body can cause so many symptoms of a disease. If you have it, it can cause its own autoimmune problem. It can cause just discomfort. And diet can really, really help turn this around. So Sam and I sit down over some wine, over some tea, and we talk all about the things we have in common. We talk a lot about Sam's story. We both traveled with the same company and volunteered when we were 19 by ourselves. So we can totally relate to each other in that way. And I think that's a really special connection that we have. We say like a lot, sorry, but there's a lot of good stuff in here. But despite the likes, the likes, it's a great episode. So bear with us. I'm learning a lot about how I talk through this show. So uh, Sam, Sam will agree with that. And, um, yeah. Hey, Simba. You're so handsome. You are so handsome. Are you going to be good? You are so good. I can tell. All right, so everybody, I'm sitting here with Samantha Hayes, and we're in her amazing little lighthouse house. It just was snowing like two minutes ago, (laughs) and now it's nice out. So welcome to spring, I guess. Um, And I really wanted to have Sam on the show because we share a lot of interests in common, definitely wellness-related, like little, I don't know what the word is. We just have similar (laughs) interests, but... um, Quick backstory to who she is. So we're connected in so many ways, and we kind of found this out by accident mm-hmm. through <laughs> me applying for a job that she was hiring for, this whole crazy scenario. Um, and then eventually we connected all the dots and realized how many mutual friends we had, and it was really cool. And then fast forward a few months, I'm over here for dinner with her and her husband and over like seeing things in the kitchen that... I had just discovered, I guess, in wellness, like, I think there was like certain teas and you had these vitamins and probiotics and all these things in your fridge. And I was like, this is my girl. (laughs) This is exactly, we have the same interests. So Sam, thank you for joining me. (laughs) We're definitely both really into wellness. Very true. For different reasons. Yes. And we'll get into that. Um, And we also have similar travel background. Yeah. Which is another core um, Which I didn't even realize how much you've traveled as well. Yeah. Through your Instagram, I've gotten even more. It's so fun. <laughs> my Instagram is like my nostalgia. I like look back at oh, my totally. pictures. Yeah. 
So we have to talk about that too. Yes. But first thing, um, because we were just sitting down with some tea. Actually, let's do that. Let's read our little read your little yogi tea thing because oh, I, I thought this. they were really good. Read yours. Okay. Mine says, be kind to others, but always be compassionate to yourself, which I love because I tend to focus my energy on other people and not so much on taking good care of myself until this last year and a half or so. But yeah, so you're like more really, of a giver yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's uh, time to be a little compassionate and selfish. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, that is a theme that's coming up like in every aspect of my life right mm-hmm. now. Like the self-love, it's so easy to forget that and that should be your number one priority and then yeah. take care of others. Yeah. Because, and I say this to my mom all the time is cause she runs herself into the ground taking care of other people. And I'm like, mom, the best thing you can do for other people is to have yourself be well. Because if you, you know, work yourself into the ground, you're not even going to be able to take care of them. So yeah. take care of yourself yeah. so that you can take care of other people. It's so true. I think it's such a common thing for women because uh-huh. we are so, not to generalize, but like <laughs> we're so wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> and like we have that nurturing aspect to us. Mm-hmm. And then we can totally prioritize everybody else, like in the, in the way you would a family, yeah. Um, before yourself, and it's so true. If you have, if you're giving everything, you have nothing left in the tank, mm-hmm. um, and you can't do that without taking care of yourself first. Priorities. Yeah, it's just not sustainable. It's like when you're on an airplane and they're like, put on your mask first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. It's the exact same thing. It's like, yeah. Then the kid can go. You're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Although, let's be honest, I don't know any person that's actually gonna. That. I know. I always wonder, like, if I was actually a parent and I'm saying it with my child, like, I still think they would be... 100%. Because, like, what if they... Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Completely. So, anyways. I, I hope we never have we'll to take learn that metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope I'm never on a plane with my own children that yeah. I have to worry about. Exactly. Um. So, my yogi tea is, it says, in every moment of life, you should be what you ought to be. Um. For me, is really important right now I think accepting like parts of who I am that's Mm -hmm. been a big struggle of mine and a big focus that I've kind of started like I'm only doing the best I can I can't be worried about trying to be everything right Mm -hmm. now like I'm just gonna show up with what I have and yeah that's good enough yeah today (laughs) no exactly and especially like it says being what you ought to be and being able to stop pretending or yes. pushing aside the things that deep down you know you should be doing. Completely. Um, is, I feel like, in our late 20s, which is so <laughs> horrible to say. Do we but it's, like, it? such a real thing. I know. Because, like, you're like, am I, am I an adult? Am I a kid? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And, like, trying to stay true to yourself is, like... So hard. Ugh. Especially with social media and comparing. And it's always, like, I should be doing this, but mm-hmm. I feel like doing that. And... Being able to say no to oh. to things. Yep. I feel like I'm 26 and a half and I'm just realizing that, like, I can say no. Yeah. It's super liberating. To things. Or, like, you realize people who you thought were, like, we have friends who live in the city who I'm like, oh, they're just always doing stuff and we're just, you know, living in the burbs. And they're not. They're, they're just, not doing stuff. Yeah. Like, they just happen to live where there's more stuff going on, but they're... They still sit at home just as much as we do. That's so a I'm good like, point. Oh, I'm all set. Yeah. But it's, but even, I mean, of course, I'm, you know, the grass is always greener, I guess. Totally. Totally. And where we live is, like, we're so lucky to mm-hmm. live where we do. Like, if I could paint the picture for everyone listening, I mean, living on or near water in mm-hmm. general is such a gift because 
it kind of takes you out of your little world when you're on the coast because it just opens up to everything else. It kind of makes whatever you're dealing with feel like manageable because mm-hmm. oh yeah, reminds it's so you. calming. Oh my gosh, and it's so calming. But um, so we we're just tell me what are some of your favorite like wellness trends that you've gone into recently. Um, oh, that's so good because I've been listening to so many podcasts. So one thing that I'm just, and I won't even really be able to speak on the subject, but I find it fascinating and I want to learn so much more is kind of hormonal stuff Mm -hmm. and the impact of that. And, um, I mean, just all that that has to do with, and I think that's something that gets so overlooked when it affects half the population, (laughs) you know, I mean, it affects everybody, but especially for women and, you know, diet as it relates to that and all that stuff. So I find that super fascinating. Um, I've really gotten into mushrooms, not the psychedelic kind. Not the magic Normal mushrooms. Normal mushrooms. Um, medicinal mushrooms. Medicinal, medicinal mushrooms. Yeah. Um, and the healing power and anti-inflammatory and even, um, like I have ADHD, um, and, uh, kind of mind clarity and all sorts of different things using different mushrooms for that. Um, and then I also, on the beauty wellness side of things, um, cause I don't, really use anything on my skin or wear any makeup. Um, I use coconut oil as moisturizer every single day and, Mm -hmm. uh, it's the best thing ever. And I've gotten my husband into it, which is really fun. (laughs) And I also use a jade roller in the mornings that I keep in the fridge. Um, it says it's supposed to help with inflammation. Yeah. Um, I don't really know if it does. It just feels really good. Yeah. And, um, it's really relaxing. So even if it's not doing anything, it feels really great. So yeah. Well, what kind of, what podcasts are you listening to right now? So I always listen to the Mind, Body, Green one, um, just because I really like a lot of the guests that they have on there. agreed, yeah. And I find that when I listen to that, you know, I then find the person that they interviewed, and then I just dive really deep. So that I really like. Um, I like the Almost 30 podcast, Mm -hmm. um, because they're just fun. And those are probably my two favorite wellness ones that are consistent. Because some of them, I'll listen to other episodes of things, but those consistently I listen Mm -hmm. to. I also listen to Outside Online or Outside Magazine, um, but they follow more um, like athletes and entrepreneurs, but it's all about like outdoor adventure and travel and like those crazy guys who hike, um, who do like free climbing and oh yeah, and I'm like, you're nuts, but I respect you. (laughs) That is really cool. Um, So I like listening to those as well. I love how podcasts are. Like, it could be about any topic, and you just get, like, a super passionate person talking, and it's the most interesting thing. It doesn't even – you don't even have to be interested in it before. Totally. Like, rock climbing. Like, yeah, totally. It's so cool. And then you could also – and then on the flip side, you could have someone who's talking about something that you really love, and if they're – I mean, so I get lost sometimes. I'm like, I cannot listen to you. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a definitely – it's an interesting space. Yeah, and there's something for everybody. Like, mm-hmm. I know we've talked about a certain podcast that we can't listen to. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but <laughs> – I actually listened to that today um, because the guest was so interesting, and it just reminded me that whatever my interests are, there's pe- there's something for everybody. Totally. Like just like the pe- so, there's some person that will hear that podcast and think that person sounds totally fine. Uh, yeah. Versus to you, the <laughs> voice is so annoying. Whatever. Right. Right. But it's so good. It kind of reminds you like there's everything out there. Yeah. There's something for everyone. You just have to find it. Mm-hmm. There's so much information. In terms of mushrooms specifically and how you're incorporating that into your life, talk about that a little bit because I'm just getting into this. Like, yeah, I, I know I've been drinking, um, what are those, 
those elixir drinks, Rebel. Oh, I love Rebel. Those. And we got we got them together. Yeah. I got it with you once. They have I had like a maca chocolate one mm-hmm. and like there was a reishi cold brew one. Yeah, that was great. So I know those are the names of the mushrooms and I actually talked about this a little bit a couple episodes back with this acupuncturist and she knew way more than me. But yeah, so tell me how you're incorporating that into your yeah. life. Yeah, I mean, so I'm, I, at this point, I'm still like reading the back of the box as I use them, but I have them so that I can use them, which is, and I've listened to a couple podcasts basically about the diversity in mushrooms and how mushrooms can be used for everything. And I find it really interesting that mushrooms are used to heal trees and mushrooms in nature and like, Whoa, really? Yeah, like different mushrooms like growing on a tree will help like invigorate the life in it. Like, I mean, it's, and there's like 600 different types of mushrooms. I mean, all that kind of stuff I didn't even realize. And that's when I was like, honestly, the tree thing is really what got me, not like what (laughs) it does to humans. Um, And that's when I started to learn more about it. So um, at this point, it's really, I'm trying to take any adaptogens or any, anything that helps reduce inflammation and trying it because Mm -hmm. inflammation is the cause of cause of the world's problems seriously um so i i definitely recommend experimenting with it yeah but yeah i'm still still kind of trying to figure out what works best and yeah even things like they have like so i use four sigmatic mm-hmm. um that's kind of i have a friend who works for them um do you really oh, yeah good connection to have yeah I know, they're right? like the big mushroom company right now yeah which is cool because i know that a lot of people are trying to do it and i don't know how you make it make yourself so different or stand out I don't know if it's the branding, the packaging, it's bright colors. They do seem to make it like, uh, like portions, portion yes. it out for you and they make it really easy friendly. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to even like when you get loose tea, like why do I have to work for my tea? Like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it gets a mess that like falls out of the diffuser. Yeah, yeah. totally. And like, don't get wrong. Like I'm yeah, all about it, totally. but like they've made it really user friendly, mm-hmm. um, which is nice because like I have people who people are going to be so much more into it because of that. Right. And they're going to try Especially who are new with it. Because if something is... And a lot of these things we're talking about, like, the rebel drinks are like... You don't know, especially if you hear about it for the first time, you're not exactly sure how much to use, mm-hmm. how you should take it, if it's worth your money, yes. whatever. So if they make it in these little portion, portioned out things and they kind of, you know, market it the way that it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is this is just to help you, like, have your coffee, but also be chilled out. Like, I think that's what the mushroom coffee mix is. Yeah. That's so, people can relate to wanting that. Yeah. So it's a really good way to kind of teach them, I guess. And and the other thing with, like, the mushroom coffee with the adaptogens in it is I trust someone else, or I trust only a few companies with the adaptogens because I was, I have a friend who bought, like, their own raw stuff. And, like, it's medicine. It's not just something you're like, oh, I can take a ton of this and then, now I'm going to be anti-inflammatory because I drank so much of it. That's not how anything works. No. And so... You have to know the dose, right? Yeah. Like, it's just not... You know, if you have a pound of turmeric, like, you're not going to feel good. And that's no. not good, you know? So yeah. everything in moderation and all of those things. So I think yeah. that's also really important in this wellness space. Everyone's like, well, if I if I eat a ton of the healthy stuff, it's like, well, then you're probably going to get indigestion. And yeah. You're probably going to feel really bloated because you need to have the balance in that too. There needs to be balance in everything. Completely. So and it's like not one thing is going to cure all. No. And there's no one, maybe a year ago when coconut oil became like on everyone's shopping list. Oh yeah. Whereas before it probably wasn't. You think, oh my God, this is going to help my skin and my, I'm going to put it in my coffee because I know mm-hmm. people are doing that for a while. I'm going to cook with it. All my problems are going to be solved. 
And then there's like the next thing that comes up and it's like, okay, you got to realize like, yes, that is a great alternative to like a ton of products, but it's not going to fix like your, all your problems. Like yeah. you still have to consider like there's other things. Right. And I don't know. I just feel like people get so like hyped up on especially wellness because it's related to your body and you want to ingest a pound of turmeric for the right reasons, totally. but... Because you want that end result. You want you, the end result. So you think that's going to help you get there. Totally, yeah. It's... I mean, even... So, like, I've had experiences working with, like, holistic... I mean, holistic oh, like doctors. naturopath. Naturopath, or, yeah. yeah. Who... They're sure that their way works. And they're like, West, you don't need Western medicine. You don't need... And that's great. Don't get me wrong. But, like, you also can't say Western medicine doesn't work because that's ridiculous. Yeah, it that's doesn't That's a ridiculous have a thing to say. Right, right. And, and then on the flip side, you have doctors who say, you know, oh, it doesn't matter what your lifestyle and what you ingest is. Okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. So, and oh God, yeah. everyone, everyone is so focused on being right and having these fix-all things that I just think if everyone did things more in moderation and with more balance, things would be a lot yeah. better. That is so, so true. And back to what you're saying about being interested in hormones. So I can't even believe that this happened in 2017. But the last time I was at my GYN doctor, I brought up to her saying like, I've always had incredible mood swings Mm -hmm. around like my cycle, whatever. Sometimes I feel like it's so powerful. Like what? And she was like, well, nothing in your diet could ever affect that. And I literally, (laughs) I literally looked at her and I was like, you are, I'm sure you're a great doctor, but I was like, I cannot believe you just said that because I get your point. It comes from within, but what you put into your body also affects what comes out. How could you think that? I was just like shocked. I was, and I didn't like, you know, claim to know all the answers, speak back to her and be like, that's insane. I totally think my diet could help the situation. It, It was just way too far to your point, way too far to the other side. I couldn't believe that she said that. And that's just, that's, that's the way, I don't know, people just think they're right. And it's so not, so not the case. No. And like, and the other thing is it's, it's not like you're a, you know, it's like a car, but it's not like you're like 95 years old. It's like, Oh, some good old wear and tear. You're like, I'm a young person. There has to be a solution or at least something that's going to help. Right. And what I'm putting into my body has, there has has to to be, be, because otherwise then what is the point on the flip side? It, it negatively impacts you all the time. Mm-hmm. So how can you not say that it's going to positively impact you? Right. That's a good point. Yeah. We have obesity problems. We have diabetes. We have autoimmune disease like crazy all over the country. There's cancers. I mean, everyone is sick. And a lot of that comes back to food. And there's been studies and studies and studies proving that. So how yes. are there not studies proving? They're just starting to come out with studies proving that it does good. Yeah. It's and, crazy. And that's what we were talking about, like this anti-inflammatory diet. And yeah. that comes up in so many different areas and topics and medical, the medical field, like just everywhere. Yeah. Um, so that I think is a good segue into like yeah. your story. And that <laughs> is a big reason why I wanted to speak with you because I think the way that you've tackled a very difficult situation and looked at it as an opportunity to kind of revamp your lifestyle mm-hmm. and make the best of it is so inspiring. So oh, thanks. why don't you tell us a little about that? Yeah. So, um, it's actually great because it's not great. That's a terrible way to start. <laughs> uh, I was good. So it's MS awareness week. 
Um, so I was diagnosed with MS, uh, just about a year ago. I don't know the date because it's the, that name was thrown around for like two months before I got the official diagnosis. It started, um, I started experiencing numbness, um, throughout my body. Um, actually just after the passing of a really dear friend of mine to brain cancer. So just, um, all sorts of things going on last year. Um, and they, I went to a walk-in clinic and I had this numbness all on the left side and I was like, there's no way it's a brain tumor in the world. It's just not that cruel. Like I can't accept that. Um, and so I went and he was like, yeah, well, like, I think you have MS. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Like a walk-in clinic? A wa- yes. And I, and I literally said to him, I, my, one of my dear friend's funeral was yesterday. Like I'm, under I'm in a very fragile very place. Yeah. And that was his response. I was like, great bedside manner. Yeah. It wow. was, I've, I've actually thought about going back in there and being like, okay, dude, you were right, but I still don't <laughs> like you. Like, you're still rude. <laughs> so, yeah. So, wow. So, um, so he threw that out and you're thinking, that's not, you, you're not even listening to me. Like, that's not what's going on. Right. You know? Like, it's like, how could you even come to that conclusion? Like, you don't even know what I'm dealing with right now. Like, you he know, didn't like. He test me. He didn't. Wow. He, like, had me walk in a line. I mean, granted, again, he was, he was right, right. But. But, like. Not like, and then he just said, oh, well, you have a doctor's appointment coming up with your physician in two weeks. He'll, you just talk to him about it then. Was this your first, like, medical situation that arose, arisen? Like, you just had a physical? Like, it wasn't, you weren't going in for anything else? No. I was, so I, I had been feeling some numbness for about a week and a half. And I just put it off and put it off. And I, again, my my friend had just passed away. I was like, I'm not dealing with this right now. And I thought it was just maybe me dealing with grief. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I a physical uh, manifestation. Of, totally. Of what right? you were exper- yeah. That's and a- then I kept being like, it was January. I was like, I don't know. It's cold out. Maybe that's why I can't feel my feet. Like, I don't know. Like you, you, your brain starts to, to make excuses for yourself. And, um, I got, to, I was at work and I was sitting there and I literally couldn't type because my left hand, like just couldn't push the buttons. I was like, I, I'm enough is enough. And there's a walk-in clinic right by our office, and so I just went there. And I just, and I went. It was Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so then that kind of kick-started the whole process. He says that to you, and you're like, uh, okay. And then he says, you have have a doctor's appointment coming up. Like, basically go see your regular doctor about this. And I was like, well, do we need to, like, act now? Like, what does this mean? Yeah, and also, that's a huge thing. That's a huge term to throw around at somebody, and, like not have actual proof like right. I can't even believe whatever he was right but I know but he was still oh, it's still like dang so then I started to you know get all the blood work and all this stuff and even still throughout the whole process my mom my husband like everyone was super supportive but they were like there's no way there's no way you're too young you're so healthy you're a- yeah right I'm active I take good care of myself like there's just no way I you know I met with my mom's really good friend who's a nutritionist she's like he was wrong in saying this you know I got I went I got massages. I changed my whole diet immediately that night. Um, to what? What did they suggest? So I called my mom, who's who's a nutritionist, yeah, and just a wonderful human. And I obviously sobbing, <laughs> you know, it was, and um, she was like, "You're gonna be fine. Everything's fine. Let's let's get you off of gluten, dairy, soy, corn, and basically just anything processed, which is kind of how I ate anyway." Mm. Um, I did have a weakness for cheese, so that was, you know, I had to cut that out. But that was more or less how I ate. But yes, just, it wasn't anything. It wasn't, like, usually. super crazy. I was like, okay, I'm in. Like, I'm in. And then 
Yeah, and then, you know, it came out that, yeah, I have MS. What's the test for that? Or how did they actually come to that conclusion? That, so it's, that's a whole different, and I actually feel, again, I feel very grateful, which is kind of crazy to say, because I knew somewhat of what to look for, I got diagnosed within a month. For some people, it takes years. Wow. And they, you know, so again, it it was not what I wanted to hear, but I was able to, through friends and family, I got connected to some of the best doctors. I was seen, you know, I was, that was February, you know, Valentine's Day, and I was on medication within a couple months, which is a really, you know, not... Like an aggressive, like you figured this out at the yeah. very early stages where yeah. some people would have symptoms and not know what yeah. it was for months and yeah. not being treated for that long and who knows. Right. Or, know. and they go to see a doctor and you know, if they're having eye problems then they get glasses or, I mean, there's, oh. cause I, so my symptoms were different. Some, I mean, the thing with MS is there's so many little things that can kind of add up and that's what's so crazy. So I got an MRI and they, and and lots and lots and lots of blood work. And there was a little spot on my brain. But they were like, they said, if you hadn't been experiencing symptoms, we wouldn't have thought this was anything different than a normal person. People have spots, like, you know, every once in a while. But because I was experiencing symptoms, I got a spinal MRI. And I have lesions all over my spine. So that's what. That you've had for a while? Did, did they say anything to you? Like, this is. Yeah. Y- uh, I'll never know. Do they know? They don't know. Which is, because sometimes people get diagnosed and they say, you know what, I can look back and I, I remember a time where, you know, and they, they can look back. I don't feel that way. Um, I was experiencing something in the beginning of January. I mean, this was only a month later. Only a month later. And so they would I say, you've already had all these lesions on your spine. Where did this come from? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, oh that God. part is, is a little crazy, but I try not to think, you know, my husband, God bless him. He's like, well, we got to figure out where this came from. I'm like, honestly, it doesn't really matter. We're, we're where we are. Yeah. So, of course, like, at some point, maybe, you know, it's nice to figure out, but let's move forward. Let's think about how to take action, because it doesn't really matter how yeah. we got here, because it's not going to change where we are. it's present day situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way to look at it, I guess. They have to. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> everyone's always like, you're so positive. I'm like, I kind of don't have a choice. <laughs> what am I going to do? Sit here and wonder? Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. And just to, because I... This is a very, I don't know much about MS at all. And lesions on your spine, like what is that visually or what is that structurally? What does that look like? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I have a woman that I've been connected with in my new MS cool community, which is actually a very cool community to be a part of. She always is like, I just think of it like the plaque in your teeth. Can't you just go in and flick it off? And I was laughing. I was like, oh, wouldn't that be nice, you know? <laughs> um, because it is. So it's just, it's, on an MRI, you can see it basically on the buildup of my my spine, which is where most of mine are. And I have a few new ones on my brain since then. But, you know, it's just like this buildup that in it, because it's on your nerves, oh, that's that's okay. where the thing, where it comes into play. So, like my, mine are at the kind of base of my neck area, which is why I was having the numbness in my whole left arm. And then in the kind of middle, lower part of my spine, which is why I was having the numbness in my legs and my feet. It just happened to be all on the left side. Well, so that's how it started. Okay. It started all on my left side, and then it went to my my all over. (laughs) Um, Which was honestly, again, I was kind of 
I've said this word way too many times. I was kind of grateful when it went to my right side because I was like, oh, okay, it's not a brain tumor because it wasn't unilateral anymore. Right, yeah. So there was this weird, in this weird alternate universe I was living in at the time, it was kind of a relief. Mm. And I, I mean, it's one of those things, like, the it could always be worse. Yeah. You know, and like, you just live with it. And the more people I talk to, everyone's got something. Right. Especially, especially autoimmune diseases are like a dime a dozen. Oh, people yeah. People who don't even realize they have them have them. Mm-hmm. I have one. Yeah. And I was diagnosed when I was younger. It doesn't you know, luckily it's not something that's really come back into play since adolescence, but, and it's something that's totally manageable and, and, but it's, they're, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And I don't know. I think it's very trivial. It's very scary, but it's also reality. Like to your point, now what do we do? So say we're already at this age, we Mm -hmm. have these kinds of things come up. How do you manage that and be an everyday person and, deal with the food processing the way yeah. it is, deal with the food industry, deal with, I don't know, just trying to be a 20 something, like just enjoying their life while you have this crazy diagnosis. On the, what yeah. does that feel like? Um, it's really hard sometimes. Sometimes it's really easy. And sometimes it's really, really hard because for a long time I, I was on a medication where I had to inject myself and and it wasn't even working. <laughs> so I was injecting myself. I had three flare-ups last year. And it was kind of just when I started to feel normal, you know, it would, it would come up again. And um, I had a flare-up while I was traveling, which was really, really hard. Because I was like, I just want to enjoy this trip. Yeah. And I just want to feel like a normal person. And yeah. for me, my biggest thing is I just never want to bring down the people around me. And I don't want to be a wet blanket. And I don't want to not be able to do stuff. And so, like, literally, I was in Cambodia, like, pulling myself up the side of a temple (laughs) because I I was like, I'm not going to let this change my experience. And luckily, I have an amazing husband who we were sitting and we were laughing so hard. We were like, this is ridiculous. Because, I I mean, I climbed up this, perfect example, this thing this one day and I was like, I'm not going to be able to get down. You know, I mean, because I could barely walk. So, it's like that, is that the symptom of a flare-up? It's like you kind of lose... For me, yes. For me, um, the heat is really hard for me, specifically. And for a lot of people with MS, um, temperature is a thing, which is crazy. And I get um, my hands, typically my hands get really swollen and numb and and hard to move. And then my my legs and my feet, this was the first time my legs and my feet that happened. And you're on, like, your week vacation that you get here, and it's, like, of course. And that's probably so much related to the flying, the sleeping. Like, it it could have been triggered by any of that. And then then my dad get back, and my doctor says, oh, none of that had an impact. Come on. And maybe it didn't, but, like, what? Like, Like, how did, and how do you know? And also, how do you know that it didn't? There's no, so, I mean, that, and that's the kind of stuff that, because I have found, so I've, so since then, I've changed my medication, which of course helps because mm-hmm. that is a thing. And Western medicine sometimes does work. People abuse it, of course, but there's a need for it. There's a reason for it that exists. There's yes. a reason. My my chiropractor said something to me one day, and I was like, "Oh, this it." And I actually thought of you because it hits really close to home. Is that medicine was meant to be a band aid to help your you get your body back to be able to heal itself. And people nowadays use it so consistently that your body's not able to then regulate it. So there's a p- time and a place for both. 
Yeah. Of course, with my MS, I don't know what that looks like. I'd love to be medicine-free right now. That's not where I'm at. Yeah. But I've also, I like I said, I've changed my whole diet. I got tested for all this food stuff. Sensitivity? Yes. What was the name of that test? Because I'm interested in that. Do you remember? Um, I know there's a bunch. If you don't remember, that's fine. I was it's just thinking, the, it's like... like the 96.1. So they te- test for the top 96 food, food allergens. And how do you test for that? Okay, I anyone listening, you need to get this test done. It blew. That, that's why my I'm asking. Mind. I'm like, I remember, like, I saw you right after you got the results back. I can never would ever believe, but I shouldn't be eating these certain things. Like they're triggering for my body. Yes. They're inflammatory for my body, and you had no idea. And, and up until that point, you've been really careful. So it's yes. like, how do you know? Sometimes you just need a test. Like you need medicine. You need someone to you right. know find it out. Well, that's the other thing. Like, of course, these blanket diets, for some people, they really work. I am not knocking that. I pull from lots of different things. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, your body is your body. So, like I said, I was doing the quote-unquote anti-inflammatory, no gluten, no dairy, no blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Turns out I'm allergic to rice. Which is like a staple of a non-gluten diet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Like, it was not oh. just a sensitivity. My doctor was like, I think you have a legitimate rice allergy so I'm thinking that I was doing the best thing for myself and I was so not wow and rice is like yeah it was rice my number two was bananas so my cute little smoothie I was having every morning (laughs) like hello yeah and like yeah how else are you supposed to find that out like how would you have known that never because those are health they're healthy foods are yeah healthy foods I mean rice yeah rice is a perfect like substitute for most people for as a grain totally. as a way to supplement a grain that's not gluten but not if it's you're allergic to it like yeah hello okay so <laughs> what else did you find out um so I mean I I mean I had a giant list of the things that I was but but I also what I also learned from that was basically going back to food being the root of all problems and all solutions is I had a leaky gut which may have been one of the many things that contributed to my MS is my body couldn't process food, which I was always at this inflamed level mm-hmm. because my food was just, because I was had potentially these allergies and all sorts of other things that have happened to me in my life that we can always go back and get into. <laughs> um, yeah, there's always something else. <laughs> yeah, that then, you know, so then my body was at this inflamed level and then on top of going through... Um, you know, an intense loss last year and, and I had a lot of stress going into that year. It's just like a, the perfect storm. So leaky gut, and I've heard this a lot, yes. um, is when, explain what that is. I don't, I don't have the words right now. It's when the particles are basically not going through your digestive system, but are entering into your from what my understanding as a layman yeah. is basically layman, like going sorry. into like anywhere else, like yeah. going into like your bloodstream, like, going right, into, right. and it, your body's like, it's a, it's a foreign particle mm-hmm. in your body is basically. It's not meant to be there. It's not meant right. to be there. It's and your body's like, into, get yeah. out. Like a leaking pipe into the house. It's Ex- like exactly. Exactly. What you don't want to happen. Exactly. And it just throws everything out of whack. Wow. Which is crazy. So what can you do now? I mean, obviously taking out those foods that are your yeah. allergens or mm-hmm. causing inflammation, but what are you eating? Like, 
And that's the thing. I mean, I basically ate this way before. Um, I eat a lot of, I eat a lot of fish. Um, I eat as organic as possible at all times. Um, basically I just try and eat whole foods mm -hmm. as true to what the food should be as possible. And I'm not perfect. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I have my moments, <laughs> but, and you know what, but as far as wellness goes, every once in a while, it's worth it. I'm sorry. Yes. Because the mental component and, and feeling like you deserve that and it, people take that too far, mm -hmm. but every once in a while, I think that is wellness. Like, yeah. Sorry. I, I know that like people might disagree with me, but. No, I think because I think when you're, so, when you have to be so strict with yourself, mm -hmm. especially for medical reasons, there's nobody else, you know, with that kind of, your kind of situation, like yeah. with the diagnosis that could have any reason really not to dive into, say like give this total alternative food lifestyle, mm -hmm. but that's great. But that's a lot of rules. That's a mm -hmm. lot of restriction. That's a lot of, you're already dealing with the stress of dealing with this diagnosis and yeah. having this disease. So it's like, have a freaking like cookie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and that's not going to, that's not going to ruin all the work and the medicine, but that's going to give you a little sense of freedom that yeah. you might not feel like you have. And there are times when I do that and I go, mm, that wasn't worth it. And then I don't, and then I don't do it again for a really long time because I remember Ryan and I were on our way home from a, one of, he does triathlons and from one of his races and we stopped, had sat in traffic for a really long, we were in a dark, hangry, mm. hangry place. <laughs> and we stopped at one of those pull-offs and we got like chicken sandwiches from, you know, like a fast food place because it was like eat or be eaten at that point. And instantly my hands went numb, my feet went numb. And I, we looked at each other. I was like, I will never do this again. That's how badly my body reacted. Wow. And I think especially when you go long when you don't have mm -hmm. that stuff, you become even more sensitive. Yes. Unfortunate in a way, but also not. Like you yeah. said, like it wasn't worth it. That stuff, your body doesn't want that stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. So the downside of it is like a lot more planning. I mean, it's definitely taken a lot more planning. Oh, actually, you know what? And back to your question before about like, how do you do it? I think the hardest part for me of this whole thing is I've always been a very spontaneous person. That's kind of like my thing. I like jetted off when I was 19 to Africa. I mean, very spontaneous in pretty much everything I've done. And I'm, I can't do that anymore. And I, I find my moments to be able to be spontaneous, but I have to plan a lot more. And even with traveling, like I have to know my options for things and I have to know, I just need to know more information and I need to think things through more. Hold on, 19 years old, because this rings a bell to me. <laughs> Because oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a similar story. But, okay, uh, where did you grow up, first of all? Tell us. So I grew up in Connecticut. I grew up in Simsbury, um, which is in the northwestern part of Connecticut, for all of those people that definitely don't know where Simsbury is. <laughs> it's beautiful. It is beautiful. I have I'm been very there. grateful to, to have grown up where I grew up. Um, lots of outdoor space, hiking. Uh, there's a river that runs through the town. Um, I... Didn't definitely didn't appreciate it as much as I should have growing up, but I I do love. It's a little there. hidden gem up there. Totally. Yeah. Thanks. So you graduated. You're 18. Yes, I graduated high school. I did my freshman year of college, and um, where was that? 
I went to Wagner College on Staten Island. <laughs> I like to throw that one out there, you know. So, and I just was really questioning what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be. And I'd done a lot of traveling and volunteering throughout my life already. And so my amazingly supportive parents were like, take a semester off, you know, go, go, let's find a program for you. And so I went to volunteer in Ghana, um, which was supposed to be for two months. Um, <laughs> I love this story already. Yeah, <laughs> it was supposed to be for two months and I was going to go back to school. I was going to live my life and be a you know normal person. Um, and I ended up um, really falling in love with where I was. I was working at an orphanage there um, and ended up staying on for a couple extra weeks the first time going home because my mom really wanted me home for Christmas. She was very upset. So I came home for Christmas, then went back again for a couple months, then came home and was doing fundraising to go back to build a school and continue to work there. Um, and I got malaria. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then I went back for six more months after that. Should I go into the malaria thing? I'll yeah. give the brief. Yeah, give the brief. Wait, wait, first, before you get there, what, what company did you go through? I'm curious. So I went through International Volunteer Headquarters, and the reason... Did you go through that? Yes. Really? Oh, Where my God. I went to India with them. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. But anyway, so I know, I, I know the company, yeah. personally. Yeah. So I chose them. There's a lot. Of, I'm sure you did a ton of research. So much. Yeah. And there's, there's so many, many. And there's a lot. And again, everybody's different. Um, and there's a lot of really amazing companies out there. For me... I really wanted to live with a host family mm -hmm. and I really wanted to have as true experience as you can with what is now being called voluntourism. And, but I wanted to be as true to the experience as possible while also being safe and supported. Yeah. Um, I mean, all those things are so important, especially as a 19 year old girl yeah. going by yourself. Like, and that's, I don't know if anyone is listening in that situation, like you can totally go travel alone, but there is something to be said for especially your first experience, yeah. like going through a company that's going to give you a family that's been vetted, that's going to yeah. give you a program, some structure, you know that you're safe, you know you're going to be fed. Mm -hmm. Those things are important. So yeah. that's no. a high tangent. But that's... No, that's so – because then the, the two times I went back after, I didn't go through the program. And but you had a relationship there, obviously. Yeah, and with a... the orphanage. And, yeah. and even with the people who were still working at the company, they were – they were good friends at that point, and they were great resources when I was dealing with some of the things that, you know, go along with trying to build a new orphanage and trying to raise funds and um, dealt with some corruption and issues there and uh, learned a lot at a really young age about the real world. And, I mean, looking back, I'm like, oh my God, my parents are saints. <laughs> Seriously. But, um... So how do you get malaria? Is it literally just a mosquito bite? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And were you taking malaria medicine? Okay, so this is something I want to make clear. So I <laughs> had been taking my medicine, but it was the dry season in Ghana, and the medication was making me really nauseous. So when I say it was the dry season, the reason why I say that is because there's not as many mosquitoes there. Yes, I know exactly what um, you're saying, yeah. So... There's like high risk seasons, there's low risk seasons. Yeah. And the village and the that I was living intense. in exactly. The, the village I was living in was like nine hours north of Accra, which is the capital. So there wasn't a lot of water around there. So it wasn't it, it needless to say, I'm making excuses for myself. Yeah. I wasn't getting bit. And so I'd stopped taking the pills. 
And right before I left to go home, I went down to the coast for like a weekend with friends that I'd met there to, you know, like enjoy the beach before I headed back home. And I got eaten alive. I mean, I literally have, I took pictures because my legs were so bad. Oh my God. And which is so funny because now I look back, I'm like, which one of you was it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Which bite got me. Um, And I went home. And I got a fever of, like, 104. And I was like, Mom, I, I think I have malaria. And she was like, no, there's a virus going around. I was like, no, Mom. <laughs> I was just in Africa getting yeah. eaten alive by mosquitoes. Like, she was like, well, the school nurse said. I was like, Mom, I don't care what the school oh nurse God. said. Good thing you were home. Oh, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here. Yeah, that's what's so, crazy. So you were, like, 104 is, like, that's as hot as it gets, really, for yeah. a fever. So what do you, what do they do for that? So I went and got blood drawn. They confirmed that it was malaria, but there's four different types of malaria. And there was like this whole miscommunication and they thought it was a different type. And luckily the entire state of Connecticut was out of the medication that I needed. So they were like, just come to the hospital. We'll administer it to you there. Somehow in that process, I don't remember any of this. Somehow in that process, they realized that the type of malaria I had was different than what they, there's a type of malaria called malaria. Very confusing. They should rename that. They really <laughs> should. <laughs> that type isn't that bad. And then there's another type that's really bad. That's what I got. And um, they consider a 6% parasite count to be extremely dangerous. And I was at 13%. Yeah. Parasite count, like, in your in bloodstream? Blood. Holy crap. That is... Yeah. So, I... I mean, and again, wow. I remember none of this at this point. So, essentially, you could have gotten bit by, like, ton of... Like, how does that even get that bad? Like, was it one mosquito or is it, like, 50? I don't know. Was it, like, one pesky little bugger or just... Like a... I don't know. That's crazy. a good question. I should ask. Like, if I got, like, double dose and that's why it was so bad. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. I never God. really thought about it. Damn. So... So, yeah. So, then I was in the hospital for... I was in the ICU for two weeks. I was... Two in, weeks? Yeah. I was intubated for five days. You literally would have died if you were in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap, son. <laughs> yeah, no. So that I'm pretty is... sure that's also why my system's been inflamed for a little while. And now yeah. Wow. Yeah. But then I went back after that, and I took <laughs> my pills, and I was fine, and everything was great. <laughs> but your parents let you go back? That is so great. That's something, yeah, I mean... My parents are the most incredible people because they know who I am and they, I literally, I, I woke up out of my coma and I was talking with the nurses about how I was going to go back and my parents were so support, so supportive. They knew I was going to be smart. They knew I'd learned my lesson, obviously. Yeah. And they knew that I had more work to do. Yeah. And you weren't going to let that stop you. Yeah. Amazingly. That's an incredible fucking story. (laughs) (laughs) I always forget about that Oh my god. Like, I'm just imagining 19 years old, like, being induced into the hospital for, pretty much fighting for your life. Yeah. Totally. Because of a mosquito bite. So you went back, so you were total, like, what was that, a year? I was in, physically in Ghana for 12 months over the course of two years. Okay. Yeah. Obviously not going back to school. I took some classes, um, when I got home. And because I'd like to learn, but I, it's hard to go back after that. And I just wanted to do, and it, so I just did. And I, that's when I, I moved to California for a year, worked for a hummus company, 
A hummus company? Yeah. That's where my love of food really started. I think you did tell me this. This is ringing a bell. Yeah. Where? Where are you um, in, I lived in Sebastopol, um, which is where my aunt still lives. Um, and she actually runs a nonprofit where, not that my mom also now runs one in Connecticut, but they, both companies cook um, all organic meals for families going through crisis. So typically it's, it's going through chemo, going through cancer treatment, mm. um, and they cook it for the whole family. And the people doing the cooking are youth volunteers. So you're teaching these youth volunteers life skills. They're giving back. Organic food organic education. Food. Like, yep. Wow, that's awesome. So What's that's, that called? So the one in California, my aunt Catherine, um, is called Series Community Project. She was actually nominated for one of CNN 25 Heroes this year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's a total... Can I swear on this? Yeah. She's a total <laughs> badass. Um, I've already sworn. <laughs> and my mom has one here in Connecticut called Healing Meals Community Project, and she's also a badass. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Wow. So, yeah, I come from a long so line cool. of, of the health kind of warriors. Um, so basically, I'm definitely going to have to have your mom on here because oh, she yeah. sounds like such a badass. Oh, and she's the coolest. She's a nutritionist as well. Yeah, she's... Um, she was like an engineer. She went to school to be a uh, yeah. She's the coolest, tiniest little woman, <laughs> <laughs> but such a badass. So such fierce. a badass. Yes. Um, and we're gonna have to do this again because I feel like there's so many other things we could talk about. And I'm so thank you for sharing all of your story. I yeah. really appreciate that. It's like so. And you know what? I'm I'm so grateful that and that I can share, and if I can help anybody else then I feel like it's okay yeah because I know the support that I got from hearing other people's stories and that's why I'm like I have to talk about it Mm -hmm. because the scariest thing is to have people feel alone yeah and you're saying there's a like MS community and people you've met all from all ages and yeah it's a resilient group of people and it's you know gotta gotta kind of embrace it (laughs) And, like, the power of these communities, which is exactly why I wanted to start this podcast, like, any kind of community where people are Mm like-minded and you can relate to people, you can help each other, you can can share experiences, things you've gone through, Mm -hmm. and, like, help anyone out with anything. Like, that is so important, no matter what your interest is. Mm -hmm. Community and people helping people and, like, sharing these good ideas around is, 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 it's like modern-day storytelling. Yeah. And we have to pass on the good stuff. <laughs> yes, we have to use social media and the ability to get our stuff out there for the power of good. Yeah, for the right reasons. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. You were, I, I mean, it's awesome that you're doing this too, and you're being open and vulnerable and, and yeah. learning. It's 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 been ex- everything I wanted it to be and more. Oh, and it's like so, I can't wait to continue to have people on. Like everyone I meet, there's a new connection to be yeah. made and there's more people that are interested in this than I ever realized. And yeah. that is incredible. And I'm so, I feel so lucky. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's really cool. <laughs> well, thanks again. And yeah, you'll be on again. So cool. we'll get used to her. <laughs> Maybe soon. Maybe we'll give you a little spoiler. For yeah, what's right? coming up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Thanks. Thanks for being on the show, Sam. It was so nice to chat with you, and you're definitely going to be on again pretty soon. We're actually planning something for next week. Um, Two episodes from now, we're going to sit down with a local entrepreneur, but I'm not going to give away too much, and if you want to 
go on iTunes and give me a rating for the show, please do so. I would love that. And also follow me on Instagram at Naturally Nomadic. Lastly, if you have any suggestions for the show, feel free to send me an email at notanotherwellnesspodcast at gmail.com. All right. See you guys next week. Thank you.